It's the Full Court Press with Eric Franson and Jason Walker. Welcome back to the, uh, you know, to the, to the show that we're doing right now. Following the local teams, breaking down the biggest games with in-depth analysis and team interviews. There's going to be much higher expectations, sense of awareness of what uh, we bring to the table. Join the show by calling into 435-752-1069 or text 435-339-0321. It's the Full Court Press. Gross, and yes! Touchdown, did he get it? Hey, what's going on, everybody? Eric Franson and Jason Walker with you here on the Full Court Press. Happy Tuesday. Uh, As we get closer to the start of the Utah State football season, and as we recap week one of the high school football season, that's what we're going to be doing today. We didn't get a chance to do that yesterday, but we will today. We'll continue to hear from uh, some of the players from Utah State uh, I had a chance to speak with Logan Bonner and MJ Tafisi today after practice. MJ said that was one of his first interviews he's ever done. He was really? a little nervous. <laughs> Usually I, I encounter that with high school. Like I go up to the high school kids and like, oh, it was my first interview. And, or, you know, well, they usually don't sound like that. But it's just they mention this as their first interview. And sometimes they talk at a bajillion miles an hour. I remember when uh, he was a freshman it was, it was a girls' soccer game. It was a freshman, which shows you how good this player was. Because this is a varsity game. It's a freshman who, and I end up interviewing her because she had a good game, but she talked a mile a second because <laughs> <laughs> she was so nervous and so excited. Uh, but it's 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 fantastic to do those. Yeah, it is. Uh, and MJ was a little nervous, but he did great. So you'll have fun hearing from him and from Logan Bonner, who definitely was not his first interview. Yeah, he's got a few of those. He's, I think he's had a few. I think he's been. Uh, we've played audio on his show. This will be like the fourth time, I think, that we've played since, since I've been here. He has probably been the most interviewed player on Utah State's roster of this season. But still, interesting to hear from both of them from an offensive and defensive point of view and how things are progressing. Only a few practices left for this fall camp before they break and then turn their focus to uh, UConn and uh, get into a full uh game prep mode for their week zero game coming up a week from this Saturday, which is awesome. I'm excited, super excited. Uh, Later on in the show, we'll reveal number four in our top 25 Aggies. We continue to get closer to number one. So we're in the top five here. So these better be impact players, and I I believe they are. Yeah, these, these are supposed to be your stars. These are the guys that make headlines. These are the guys we do interviews with. You know, these are the guys that put up the huge games, the huge receiving or huge rushing or whatever stat they do. Uh, these are the guys look to, and if Utah State fails, then it's probably because these guys maybe didn't do their job. But they're the ones that usually are the ones who will go in front of the microphones to try to explain, like, what went yeah. wrong? Why did it not work? Or even if it wasn't their fault, we put the blame on them. Such is the burden of being a star. You get all the credit and all the blame. Yes. So number four on our list, if you want to guess who it is, you can text in right now, 435-339-0321, or who you think it ought to be, based on who we've already revealed and who we have not yet. You should be able to have a pretty good guess who's in our top four. Yeah, you can probably guess, especially you can just figure out who haven't they named and then just start naming <laughs> off all the good players beside them. We won't reveal until a little bit later on. Uh, but also we'll, do, we'll, we'll share our, the stat that blew our minds over this past week. Uh, we'll designate a player of the week. 
as well. And if you've got a nomination, we'd love to hear it from you. Our Full Court Press text line is open, 435-339-0321, if you want to chime in today during the broadcast. Uh, 9315, weighing in. What was the worst interview Full Court Press host did with being nervous? Like the worst job by the host or the worst job by the interviewer or the interviewee? The worst interview the Full Court Press host did with being nervous. Uh, I mean, I know I've had several bad interviews that I've conducted because I was nervous. Um, I, the one that stands out, that just jumps to my forefront of my mind. I had an opportunity to interview Joe Montana, and I was not prepared to do that interview with Joe Montana. And I had some technical issues getting it started, and I was apologetic, and I was feeling bad. I still did it, but it could have – I kicked myself because that could have gone a lot better. That was really embarrassing. But yeah. as far as – I don't know. Have you had an interview with somebody that you were nervous to interview them? Um, Probably a lot of the first ones I did. But I don't remember those as much. So I've, I've not had that bad experience yet. Mostly because I've not – not been doing this super long, about six years. I mean, I've had some interviews that went a little wrong. None that have gone gone horribly wrong. I've offended a few people. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I had one where a, a player was mad at me because I said something. Um, it was kind of my mistake. It was why he was mad at me. During the course of the interview? No, well, because what happened was it was like the. Or he already knew what you had said. No, he was mad at me for him. something I did earlier. And was mad from start to end. Didn't even want to talk to me after the game. But he'd had a, he'd had a good game, so I'd wanted to talk to him. Because um, it was like the like the NUL baseball, the adult league they do here. I had said something there was kind of a dust-up like after a game. And I had reported on it, and I ended up only kind of reporting on the one side, which is a mistake by me. Like I didn't go out of my way to talk to the other side because they'd left by the time I'd finished talking to the one side. Um, and so I ended up kind of only reporting it from the one side. I tried to be accurate and unbiased, but they didn't like that because there were a few things that they wanted to add in there. And, again, I should have done that. So it was kind of a journalistic failure on my part. And then he was mad because he was – I think he was the pitcher or something. And, there, again, there was, he was involved in that, and I named him. And so he was not happy with me at all. Mm. Um, so it was an awkward interview. <laughs> Not so much a bad interview. Yeah, I, I don't. I can't think of names, but I know there's been a few that I've people that I've interviewed. Um, probably no, most notably football players who were kind of newcomers. They hadn't really had many interviews before, uh, and they were stumbling over their answers and had to stop. And sorry, can I? I'm sorry. Can you re- repeat the question? And they, you know, wouldn't really know how to answer it. And they were stumbling along, and I, you know, it's. I get it. I I have empathy for them. <laughs> Being in their shoes, I would be. It would be tough. Yeah. See, so my th- th- that that happens from time to time. Yeah. See, my thing is most of my interviews have been off air. I have very rarely done live interviews. So if they ever say that, like they kind of stumble over the words, they say, "Oh, can I just start over?" I'm like, "Go ahead. I'm the only one who's going to listen to this ever." And, that, and that's that. True. Um. And I guess the only times I've been nervous is sometimes when I'm doing these interviews and I see, like, so I'm interviewing a high school kid 
and like their parent or their friend like walks up out of the corner of my eye. They pull out their phone. <laughs> they're filming their <laughs> friend being so suddenly like, oh crap, I'm on camera now. I have to perform because you know normally in that situation is like, okay, whatever, it doesn't matter. I'm the only one who listens to it, and then I just get to write what's there. And sometimes coaches will be like, oh wait, don't don't say that. Like say this instead. And I'm like, sure, go ahead. I don't care. <laughs> I'm here to say what you you know what you say. Right. I'm here to quote you. So if you want to change what you said, that's fine. And that's what happens with these off-air interviews. So it's it's never gone horribly wrong for me because they could always change something or start over. A luxury you don't have in this setting. Right. Yeah, that's true. Because usually when I'm doing an interview, it's as if it's not live, it's as live. And uh, that can that can be tricky. So really, I mean, that, that, that puts some responsibility on us as the interviewer to give them a little bit of a heads up of where we're, we plan to go. So um, they know like what's coming a little bit. And that's, that can be different in a sports setting from a news setting In a news setting. You, you don't do that. Um, but in a sports setting, generally it's, Hey, I just want to talk to you about, you know, X, Y, and Z. Yeah. This is where I'm going to go with the interview just to give you a heads up. So you kind of, Start framing it in your mind as we go, because um, you don't. If you're doing a live interview or as live interview, you don't want to have to go back and you, know, you don't want to embarrass the person you're talking to. Yeah, and that's not the intent. But if they're super nervous and they get all caught up in their words, it it can happen. Yeah, and if you, you know, just throw a question at them that they weren't ready for. I mean, it's not like we're you know grilling politicians here. It's like okay, if you want to ask a coach about this game. Well, don't just throw it at him because, okay, well, now I've got to sit here and think about this game because it happened five weeks ago or, in some cases, maybe years ago, depending on who you're interviewing. So you want to give them time to think about that, and then they can come up with good answers now, because you want those. Say, hey, I'm going to talk to you about you know, a game in 2018. All right, well, let me think back about it. Then you get the best interview possible because they remember all those cool details and are willing to share them with you. Right. Because they had them on hand. Yeah, it's true. True. So, interesting question, 9315. Thank you for the discussion. Um, any other questions that you may have, feel free to fire them away. 435-339-0321. Uh, but I, I want to start the, uh, getting into what happened last Friday. The start of Region 11 play. Now, not Region 11 region games but the start of high school football maybe that's yeah. a better way to put start that. of high school football of which region 11 teams participated in <laughs> yes <laughs> um we had uh a couple of teams look really good a couple of teams were competitive but fell short and a couple of teams that um you know struggled um for lack of a better term just they they struggled in their out opener uh and their first game of the season um, I think the game of all six games that uh, surprised me the most would probably be the Skyview versus Salem Hills. There was an unknown about who the the quarterback, starting quarterback, was going to be. Um, just uh, a lot of great players have graduated and left that program, and so there were some real holes that needed to be filled. Going up against a, a team that's in a higher classification, Skyview came out and looked really good. 
really solid performance by the Bobcats. This is kind of why both of us, I think, put them at number two, if I remember right. Is like Even though there were a lot of those unknowns, we just say Skyview comes out and they reload. They rebuild. Uh, reload more than rebuild. So it's like, yeah, it's, the, it's surprising but not surprising that they managed to do this, that they managed to have this good of a performance, um, you know, despite having so much unknown about them. Yeah, so a, a nice win for the Bobcats to get their season started. Uh, the other team that was a, a really positive uh, surprise for me was Mountain Crest. New coach, a lot of uncertainty about trying to do things in a very different way than what they had been trained or grown up in in Hiram. But um, that the success of their team, by and large, was because of really aggressive defense and uh, creating turnovers. Gave themselves short fields, and they capitalized on it. And that Mountain Crest team went on the road down in southern Utah and picked up a win at Hurricane. Dominated. So this is where I kind of look good from when I said in our preseason predictions if there's a team that could jump, it'd be Mountain Crest. Granted, to pat myself on the back too hard in week one is a little early to be doing that. <laughs> um, but, you know, obviously it is impressive. You know, just winning in week one would have been a success for the Mustangs given last year. But to win in a shutout, 27 nothing, you know, that's a different level. And it's obviously a great thing for them to be able to have this kind of game in their back pocket already. Yeah, Hurricane was starting, I believe it was a sophomore quarterback. It was his first start, a little shaky on some of his reads. Mountain Crest was opportunistic uh, for that. Um, But a great win to open up the uh, Ryan Visser era for the Mustangs. Um, Any other surprises for you in the week one? I think just the fact that, you know, maybe we weren't super optimistic about the offenses, but it seems like, Offenses at an absolute premium in Region 11. When you look at Week One, I mean the game I was at Logan, they really struggled in offense. They had they created four turnovers, had a fifth turnover you can count because there was kind of a bad punt and it was a turnover on downs. Um, and so two of their turnovers, including that one, put them inside the 20 yard line. And I think they got three points off of turnovers and 16 points total in the game. And you get basically five turnovers. Not very good. Um, although not as bad as some people I think were expecting. This game was closer than the 16-30 to 30 score would let you believe. Um, but you look at Ridgeline and Green Canyon, three points by the Grizzlies, seven from Ridgeline. Their one score came on a 94-yard run. Right. That was it. So doesn't seem like these offenses are having a very good time right now. Defenses are very good. Four teams in Region 11 held their – opponents to two touchdowns or less so good defenses maybe let's work on those offenses a little bit (laughs) well and we've discussed this with utah state like this time of year the defense is ahead of the of the offense a little bit and that can be true for um at the high school level as well Uh, especially if you've got some new players playing significant roles that they're not used to playing now for uh for ridgeline Jackson Olsen was a wide receiver last year, talented wide receiver. Took no snaps, zero snaps as a quarterback. Was a backup a few years before and took a few snaps after Caden Cox got hurt. But um, now he's having to shift back over to a quarterback position. So he's kind of bounced around a little bit. So give him a little bit of time. 
I think there were some surprises with Green Canyon. An expectation that with all their returning talent, uh, that they should be better offensively. But they struggled to move the ball and score points. Yeah, they they also were down a guy. So, right, and and uh, trying to accommodate and, and figure out how to adjust. Yeah, so they they've had some early uh, hurdles to face with with personnel, so they could improve. Um, they did have a wide receiver who had over a hundred yards in that first game that maybe wasn't the expected star of the receiving game, so maybe he'll grow into that role that maybe he wasn't expected to be part of. Uh, Bear River, we really haven't mentioned the Bears, but um, you know they struggled against Morgan. That uh, they. Uh, Tried to be competitive. There were some things that they did that looked really nice, uh, but um, Morgan is uh, Morgan's not a pushover. They've always been really tough. There's a, some history between those two schools. They used to be in the same region. They used to be in the same classification. Uh, but uh, Bear River, new era there, new coach, new philosophy, new style, and just trying to get that program back to where it used to be is not something that's going to happen overnight. So that that's going to be a little bit of a process for them, but they were competitive. They they were they were in the game. They were making some fun plays. Yeah, and that is the key. And so obviously, you know, looks pretty bad on the scoreboard. In some ways, it kind of was. But you know, Trampus Waits really playing the long game here, and he wants to at least make plays in his games, be at least sort of competitive. And he accomplished that sort of in this first game. We'll see how he does in the next few games in non-region, and then especially once Region Eleven comes around, the you know the Region Eleven play then you know, we'll get a better idea. Because it's tricky with these because they're playing different classifications. Some are 5A, but maybe they're bad 5A teams. They're playing 3A teams. Maybe they were good 3A teams. It's it's kind of tricky with this non-region, especially after week one because it's like, all right, do we really know anything about anybody yet? Right. So give it two or three weeks. We'll get a better picture, and then we'll really begin to see what you know who these teams are. Facing each other in practice every yeah. day, and then all of a sudden you face somebody else a real good test of who you really are yeah how prepared are we really yeah so for maybe for some of these teams it was just a bad offensive week you know green canyon ridgeline maybe they'll bounce back they just needed to get the cobwebs out or whatever is in the way of them being good on offense they got through it watched some film prep and maybe they'll bounce back at least that's the hope six five four three on the text line are you doing the old grist mill play of the game today See, I uh, forgot about that yesterday. Well, we didn't do it, one, for two reasons. One, we we didn't receive what the play was. Ooh. But the reason we didn't receive what the play was because the second half of our broadcast had issues, and so they never called it out in the broadcast. It just ah. wasn't available. So. See, I managed to get mine out for Logan, So, and I sent it to Al on Sunday. So hopefully somebody called in Monday to KVNU and – Got themselves was a, a free meal or something like free that. Free loaves of bread. Free loaves of bread. Okay. Free bread. Free uh, bread. We will do it for the Skyview uh, uh, Bobcats their season. Unfortunately, just because of some of the technical issues that we had on Friday, we weren't able to get that um, as part of our broadcast. Normally, we would do that. We would call that out on Monday's show um, to uh, to see if anybody remembers what it was. And if they do, they call in and win free bread. See, the funny thing is on my broadcast, one of the issues was something wasn't plugged in enough. Like, it wasn't that it wasn't plugged in. It wasn't plugged in the right way. 
And so, uh-huh. and so my audio wasn't going through. And I think there may have also been someone at the internet, but it's like, next I walked by there working on, they got this huge conference table just filled with all the broadcast equipment so they can figure everything out. And it's like, oh yeah, yours wasn't plugged in right. Okay. <laughs> this is why we hire these guys because they can figure something like that. Some small thing that I will never think of. And they managed to find that kind of thing. Yeah, our crew has been going through the stuff they, most of the day yesterday on some ways of doing it, setting up a lot of the gear today. We, we've had gear set up all over the yeah, place. They've, they've been working. Because we, 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 we can't have another day like we had last Friday. Yeah, it's, it's unacceptable. And so they've been working their tails off. They were working their tails off before, and then just things happened. A lot of it was probably us broadcasters who don't know the equipment as well. Um Whereas these guys, they know it forwards and backwards. So it's trying to get their knowledge into our heads so we can do it properly. <laughs> and sometimes that's a real adventure. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Some more than others. Uh, all right, we're going to do this. We're going to call a timeout here on the Full Court Press. When we come back, number four on our list of top 25 Aggies for this upcoming season. Who's in the top five? If you had a guess, who would you guess it would be? We'll also share the stat that blew our minds, our player of the week. A little bit of Utah Jazz news that we may get to. Eh, is it really news or is it just... Some of it's news. Some of it is old news recycled. packaged as new news. Right. So we'll update you on the latest there. Uh, coming up a little bit later on here on the Full Court Press. Uh, Valvoline Instant Oil Change is a great place to go to get your car serviced, get your oil change done quickly. It's back to school time right now. So I know you've got a lot of distractions, and it can also be stressful. But getting your your car serviced, your your oil changed, that should not be stressful. Don't forget about your car. The last thing you want is to uh, have it break down and not be able to run. But Valvoline Instant Oil Change are located right across from Angie's, easy to get in and out of, at 695 North Main in Logan. This is Ryan at My Mattress. A mattress store recently closed right next door to our Riverdale location. Most people have said how awesome that is for us. I think I disagree. At My Mattress, we love competition. We love it if you shop other places, but also give us a shot. Shop online or go to other stores, maybe even a warehouse sale, but come into My Mattress because we want our shot at winning your business. Come into My Mattress right now and see if better sleep and better pricing are what you'll find. Hey, it's Garrett Grantham with Grantham Mobile Automotive. Just like a plumber, just like an electrician, I come to your home. I am a master ASE technician, licensed, insured, and ready to come to you for your car repair needs. Right now, it is hot outside. From air conditioners to transmissions, I can take care of you. Give me a call, and I will come to you to get your car's AC running cold in no time. 435-229-4345. That's 435-229-4345. Back to school time is here. You have a lot to do to get the kids ready, which includes new glasses. Crystal Vision can help. For a limited time, save 30% off frames and lenses for your child ages 18 and under. Plus, flex spending is due, so now is the time to get your order in. Send them back to school in style and save 30% off. Nobody has the style and fashion to choose from like Crystal Vision. Gold medal winner Crystal Vision on 14th North or online at crystalvision.com. 
A diamond is forever and is perfect to represent your love. For those special occasions, give her a natural, one-of-a-kind diamond as unique as she is. Our exclusive brand, Neat and Brilliant Diamonds, is both beautiful and affordable with quarter-carat diamonds starting at $499. We have hundreds of sparkling diamonds at our Integrity Price Guarantee with financing available. An investment for generations to come, Monday through Saturday, 10 to 7, where Utah gets engaged. SC Needham Jewelers, middle of the block at the sign of the clock. This is Nate Lamson with Valley Office Systems, your home team when local matters. Valley Office Systems is your local provider for all things office, copiers, printers, furniture, and document management. Proudly serving Cache Valley since 2007. Visit valleyofficesystems.com. They never could play it, but they sure can talk about it. Eric Franson and Jason Walker on the Full Court Press. All of us here at the fan congratulate those who won the gold medal or silver medal winners in the Best of Northern Utah contest this year. Presented by Campbell Snacks, home of Pepperidge Farm. Places like off-premise catering or whips, Castellite, Second Sun Solar. You want to see who the winners are or just to use it as a guide to find out who the best you know, businesses are for their different uh, services and products. Uh, go check it out online, bestofnorthernutah.com, or better yet, pick up your own free magazine at over a dozen different locations throughout northern Utah. That's Best of Northern Utah. Appreciate those who participated. All the 600,000 votes that were cast in over 180 different businesses, uh, business categories. Um, so Utah State football held their final fall scrimmage on Saturday. Only a few practices uh, to conclude this week of fall camp, and then they turn their focus to UConn. Uh, as I mentioned, I had a chance to catch up with Logan Bonner and uh, MJ Tafisi uh, after practice today. We'll hear from both of them a little bit later on in the broadcast. Um, but uh, we're, we're going to get into our uh, top 25 Aggies of 2022 in just one second. But 9315 with a text on based on our last conversation before we went to break. We need to have Jason make the bread and butter sound. Uh, just the sound the bit that Ajay made was hard for him to say. Ajay had a hard time saying bread and butter. The bread and butter. said bread the, and butter. The burger burger, something like that. Burger burger. <laughs> so the bread and butter play of the game, or yeah, play of the game. There you go. Have to do my, have I to have, my radio voice. I have full trust that Jason will get it right. I did it once. I mean, I, I don't know if I can do the sound on this show because I'm not in, like, play-by-play mode, but... You'll have to tune in on Friday. Yeah. You can tune in to hear me. This time, I might not be calling it on my phone. Yeah. Uh, fingers crossed. All right, number four in our top 25 Aggies of 2022 to introduce us to who it is, Hall of Famer Al Lewis. Number four on our Cash Valley Media Group's list of the top 25 Aggies for this season, a much-anticipated addition to Utah State as a transfer from Maryland, Brian Cobbs. He's a graduate senior, Alexandria, Virginia, and played at Maryland, caught 59 passes during his career there, 
with a couple of touchdowns. And now he figures to really help out with the three receivers leaving the Aggie program who were huge and productive last year to be a big new cog in this receiver group at 6'2 and 210 pounds. His father played football at Penn State, winning two national titles, and he played two years in the NFL with the New England Patriots. Cobb's very talented, adding to the Aggie wide receiver group. Brian Cobb's number four on our list. I really like Brian Cobb's. I like his size. I like his speed, his physicality. I really think he's going to be the number one target for Logan Bonner this upcoming season. Um, I just I like his route running. Uh, we've seen him make some great plays in the spring. We've seen him make them in the scrimmages and in practices. Uh, I, there's He's what gives me a lot of excitement that this wide receiver core is not really going to uh, regress. If anything, they might actually be a little bit better this year, which is crazy to say. Yeah, that it does feel crazy to say, but there is a possibility that they could because they have a lot more versatility than I think last year did. Whereas, you know, your your top two receivers were both slot guys and you had Derek Wright who was, you know, a bit of a specialist in that he, you know, caught a lot of touchdowns and, you know, wasn't super involved in the possession game. It's usually they were just lobbing it to him toward the end zone and then a few passes here and there. Uh, this year they've got, you know, Cobbs, McGriff on the outside, Van Leeuwen, you know, all over the place. But, yeah, Cobbs is definitely, I think, is going to be the top receiver in terms of yards. Catches, we'll see what Van Leeuwen does. But with Cobbs, I think seven to 800 yards, that's almost the baseline of the expectations uh, with the possibility for, obviously, close to 1,000 yards, you know, the COC Mariners uh, in that type. You know, there's there's a lot of potential with him, with Logan Bonner. Yeah, uh, the only thing that might be a slight on Logan, uh, not on Logan Bonner, on Brian Cobbs, is just that there will be more options for Logan Bonner. Uh, I, I think that, not that he didn't have options last year, but I think there is more depth, and as you put it, versatility uh, in this wide receiver core. But um, Brian Cobbs will be a difference maker for Utah State offensively. Uh, he's He's been uh, he's been in a big time program. He knows what it takes to you know go out and compete, and uh, he's one of those guys that for whatever reasons didn't see the field a lot at a Power Five school, but comes here and looks like he has an opportunity to really blossom and showcase why he was highly recruited before. And uh, we've seen that time and time again. And I'm excited to see Brian Cobbs be the guy that takes that next step here. Yeah, and I'm expecting him to be the the go-to guy for deep routes. Um, McGriff isn't so much a guy who's going to be running deep routes. He, you know, he's not like a speed guy. He's more of a possession guy. That's the term we've, we've used a lot, where he's catching those hitch routes, out routes, things like that. Get a catch, get a first down, that kind of thing. You're not looking for 20-plus yards down the field. Cobbs, I mean, in this, the, he's been throwing a couple of passes um, in the scrimmages, not been targeted a ton in the scrimmages, not played a ton, um, especially in that first one. But his two catches are 24 yards, 49 yards. Gives you an idea what they think of this guy. He's going to be the guy they target deep, kind of like with Tompkins. They're going to throw the ball up to him and have him come down with a catch because he's got a bit more speed and size to him, where McGriff's more size and everyone else is a little too small maybe and not Devin Tompkins. 
Um, and you mentioned the uh, not maybe having as many opportunities because you know there's other receivers in this core. That's kind of why I put seven to eight hundred yards um, as kind of what I expect because you can't expect thousand yard receivers every year at Utah State. You know, maybe it's a possibility if Logan Bonner ends up throwing for like four thousand yards, which is a vague possibility. It'd be kind of insane because it's never happened to Utah State before. Um, but I think for him, seven to eight hundred yards is about where you maybe expect at the top end. Maybe a couple of the guys in the five to six hundreds, you know, McGriff or Van Leeuwen, and that gives you a pretty good receiving core. One of the better ones we've had, except for last year, right? Because Nani Davis can make plays. Terrell Vaughn can make plays. Uh, there's a lot of guys that are uh, Xavier Williams, who, who we haven't mentioned yet. Uh, there's, there are a lot of guys in this wide receiver group which are talented, fast, and can make exciting plays for USU. Yeah. Who, any, quarter, any of those quarterbacks should have confidence throwing in their direction to be able to yeah, – we did see some drops in the first uh, scrimmage. Um, but, uh, look, I, that was early. I'm not overly concerned about that. Yeah, and the thing to remember is that Drops happened last year, too. These guys dropped passes. Tompkins dropped a couple. Bowling, you know, sometimes had a bit of hands of stone. So did McGriff. They performed just fine because drops happen. They're college wide receivers. They're not Jerry Rice out there. You know, they're, they're going to drop some passes. It happens. They're still going to be productive, good wide receivers. So Brian Cobb's at number four. I had him at number five on my list. Do you think, recall where you had him on yours? I think I had him a bit lower. Um, still in the top 10, if I can stall long enough to pull it up, just keep talking <laughs> something, something. Oh, I think I lost it. Where'd it go? I've sent too many emails. I, I well, while my... you do that, I'll look at this text that came through 9315 asking, could Brian Cobbs be an NFL prospect if he has a good season? Yeah, um, he could. Good. And look what happened with Derek Wright. Yeah, Sosie Manor did the same thing. Yeah. Uh, so actually, I, I apparently I was lying to myself. I had Brian Cobbs at number three. Oh. So I thought I put him down lower at seven or something. Um, but I had him at three. So I'm obviously very high on Brian Cobbs. <laughs> uh, excited to see what he'll be able to do for Utah State this season. Uh, but Brian Cobbs coming in at number four among our panel of uh, judges or people who submitted ballots. Maybe that's a better way to put I it. I prefer judges. <laughs> put that on my resume. Uh, but uh, those of us who submitted ballots for our top 25 Aggies for the 2022 football season, uh, do you agree or disagree And uh, about his impact on the team? Should he be ranked higher or is he too high? 435 since 1926, our family has been proud to serve the people of Utah. This month at Murdoch Hyundai, come celebrate our 96th anniversary. Lock in 2.99% for four years on Hyundai's award-winning lineup, Elantra, Sonata, Kona, and Santa Fe. And every new Hyundai comes with America's best warranty, a 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain limited warranty, and owner's assurance. When you walk through our doors, you feel like family. At Murdoch Hyundai in Logan, Linden, and Murray, or online at MurdochHyundai.com. Call 866-628-3065 or see dealer for complete details. Offer expires 831-22. 
Who do you turn to if you want to change out your wood or pellet stove? Advance Fireplace and Stove. They were voted the gold medalist for Best of Northern Utah for the second year in a row in the Fireplace Retrofit category. Be ready when the government's next wood and pellet replacement incentives pop up. Advance Fireplace can help you navigate the paperwork. For more information, call Advance Fireplace and Stove, 752-7272. Online, advancefireplaceandstove.com. My name is John Brinchley. Last year, my father, Lynn, passed away. Our family misses him tremendously. From the first phone call we made to White Pine Funeral Services until he was laid to rest, White Pine helped us every step of the way. The staff was there to guide us through the entire process. They were kind, gracious, and their facilities are amazing. White Pine helped to make the difficult situation of losing my dad into a positive experience where we could remember him and celebrate his life. White Pine Funeral Services I think Jimmy Garoppolo has now become the most underrated player in the NFL. By a mile. Colin, he can't stay healthy. So let's attack that narrative. He played 15 of 17 games this year. 15 of 17. Plus three playoff games. This is The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Wow. Weekdays from 10 to 1 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Welcome back to the Full Court Press. Eric Franson, Jason Walker. Number four in our top 25 Aggies, uh, Brian Cobbs on our list. 435-339-0321 if you want to weigh in on uh, our top 25. Of, speaking of weighing in, and on Brian Cobbs, 2945, uh, I believe he's talking about Cobbs, says too high for a transfer with little production. I hope I'm wrong. We lost one of the most dynamic wide receivers we've had in a long time and one of the most underrated wide receivers we've had in a long time. Not sure he's talking about Derek Wright or Brandon Bowling. Probably right. Uh, replacing them won't be that easy. I hope I'm wrong. And, and I actually get this because, I mean, in my notes with uh, Cobbs, I talked about, right, I kind of noted, like, lots of hype, very little substance. Like I said, we've... Me and you have seen him, I guess, in the fall scrimmages, we've seen him catch two passes. Probably caught a few more in the spring scrimmages, but I wasn't there for those. I wasn't able to attend. And that's kind of where the hype for Cobb started is because supposedly he looked good in those spring scrimmages. Um, and, you know, he's starting, so we just kind of assume he's going to be good. But we don't know yet. We don't know for sure. Yeah, I part of why I put him as high as I did was because of the the what I saw out of him in the spring and just seeing him up close and watching him go to work uh, gave me a little more a little more excitement about him. I, I know there was you know some fans were really excited about Xavier Williams as well. Just oh he's from Alabama and he played in the SEC championship game. He played in the college football playoff. And I, I not to put that down, those are really good things. Those are great assets to have, great experiences to have. But what I saw in the spring with my own eyes in the Utah State system was a really dynamic wide receiver that got me excited that there, there may not be much of a drop-off, if at all, 
at the wide receiver position because of guys like Brian Cops. Yeah. I understand the sentiment and the concern, uh, but uh, I-, I think that from what I've seen, and look, we also put this pulled together before fall camp began. So as camp has gone on, like I would put a different poll out today. If we were to re-rank these players before game one, I would have a very different list. There would be some players I would put higher and some player and some players dramatically higher, while others I don't know if I'd necessarily have them in my top twenty five. Yeah, I based definitely. on what I've seen in practices, heard coaches say, um, and seen in scrimmages. Yeah. Uh and yeah, I definitely shuffle my list around and I'm not willing to say that there will be no step back from the wide receiver group this year. I think that's just that's a little too much hype for me. Like I said, I I believe it's possible. It's within the realm of possibility for me, but I'm not willing to go that far right now without seeing a little bit more. Like I said, you've seen more of Cobbs than I have, and I'm buying a little bit into the hype where I'm putting him all the way at like number three because I believe he'll be probably the second-best offensive player behind Bonner. Um, you know, I I do believe in Cobbs. I believe that he can be a good receiver. I'm I'm putting my trust in other people whose opinions I trust, yours and others. Um, in thinking that Cobbs is going to be a good player. Because, yeah, I've, I've seen him catch two passes. So I have to believe the hype a little bit to put him that high, but I have no reason to distrust the people that I'm getting that information from. Uh, I talked to uh, Logan Bonner today, not specifically about Brian Cobbs, but about the wide receiver group overall um, and how that's coming along compared to what he had a year ago. Interesting uh, answer that he gave on that uh, his health how he's feeling coming into this season as quarterback number one in contrast to the way it was a year ago interesting conversation with Logan Bonner that'll be coming up uh, a little bit later on also had a conversation with MJ Tafisi the transfer linebacker at uh, Utah State he came here from Washington from the state of Utah opportunity to come home closer to home and uh, interesting conversation I had with him as well about how that uh, defensive side has been coming along and performing very well throughout fall camp. Uh, but before we get into that, let's let's get into the because I'm going to we'll play those in the next hour. So we'll play those in the five o'clock hour. But uh, during the break, Jason, you were looking up to see if these wide receivers whom we've been talking about if they're still on. NFL rosters, Derek Wright, Devin Tompkins had some nice performances uh, for their NFL teams in some preseason games over this past weekend, but cuts were starting to be made today. Yeah, so they went from the 90-man roster, though not every team had 90 people on their roster. We are allowed a maximum of 90 during this first period. You have to come to 85 by to like a couple hours ago was the deadline. So all the teams have done that, and the Buccaneers, I went and looked at the Buccaneers and Panthers uh, releases they put out. Didn't find Devin Tompkins or, or Derek Wright on either of them, so they appear to have survived the first round of cuts, although eventually they're going to be trimming these down from 85 to 53. So a lot of names still will be cut from these rosters, so by no means have they made it, but at the very least they've made some impression to say, all right, we're going to keep you around at least a little bit longer. So that's exciting. Yeah. That's good. Um, do we know when they next play? Uh, they, 
probably later this week. Sometimes there's there's midweek games with these with the preseason. They're not always on like Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I think. So I'm looking that up right now. Thursdays when the the Bears and Seahawks play on Thursday. And then there's a couple of games on Friday. The Panthers are at the Patriots. So Derek Wright has another opportunity on Friday, 5 o'clock on NFL Network. It's one of the few games that will be nationally broadcast. Uh, Then on Saturday, Buccaneers are at the Titans, 5 o'clock on NFL Network as well. So So I guess they are just going Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I thought I remember there being like Tuesday preseason games. Uh, yeah, not yet. No, 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 not at all. They're all not like yet. Thursday through Monday, uh, f- which is still most of the days of the week. And uh, the Packers, by the way, not to leave them out, but they play Friday at 6 against the Saints. They host the Saints. Doesn't look like there's a national broadcast of that game, but um, see how Jordan Love comes out in his second preseason game. Yeah, like I said, if you're really dedicated about seeing these guys, I believe like the NFL Network or whoever does the league pass, whatever they call it, I believe they do free trials around this time, which allow you to watch preseason games basically for free with no commitment. So if you're really dedicated, I'm doing free advertising for <laughs> NFL League Pass. Maybe take advantage of it, and I'll collect my check later. There you go. <laughs> Call them up. I advertise League Pass on this radio show. Uh, 8968 on our full-court press text line. If I read it right on the Internet, the Aggies go from playing the worst team in the nation to OMG. <laughs> Uh, that's, that wouldn't be inaccurate. That's, that is kind of like, all right, we just played this. Oh, this is easy. This college football thing is easy. Oh gosh. He's like seven feet tall. (laughs) Yeah. What a swing, right? A team that has won just a handful of games in the last three or four years to a team that has only lost a handful of games for the last three or four years. Yeah. Uh, it's a big swing there. Utah state. So you, yes, you did read that right on the internets. Uh, five four seven seven. What's the status of Jalen Warren with the Steelers? Oh, good question. I'm looking that up right See, now. See, I forget I to that. to think about him just because he transferred and had that season for uh, Oklahoma State and played really well for them. I think he's still he's on the Steelers, and I was looking at the the Steelers roster cuts, and I'm not seeing his name on there. Although I keep going to these random, I'm trying to find like the official Steelers release, which maybe they didn't put one out. Yeah, I'm not. I, I didn't see Jalen Warren's name on there, so I th- I'm pretty sure he's still on the Steelers. And I didn't look up how he did in his first game. Uh, I'm just looking up. They didn't. He well, he rushed the, six times, 34 yards yeah, last week. He did all right, and I think somebody said, "Did he catch any passes?" Because uh, somebody mentioned like his dual threat. I saw in a headline. He did four receptions for 30 yards. Yeah, so mm-hmm. 64 all-purpose yards. That's solid. Really solid. Yeah, so I, I'm pretty sure he's still on on the roster. Not not seeing his name on any of these cuts articles. Scored a touchdown, too. Yeah. So he's doing all right. He did really well last year. Like He was like, okay. He's like, oh, yeah, this guy can maybe be starting back for Utah State. Thousand-yard rushing you know, later. I think he even had like twelve or 1,300 yards. Oh, he was a huge player Yeah, he for was, the Cowboys. He's one of the most productive running backs in the Big 12. Yeah. It's nuts. Crazy. Did not see that coming. All right, another timeout here in the Full Court Press. Uh, we'll get into uh, – wh- what do you want to do, the stat or the player? Um, and if we're lucky, we might be able to get both in. 
Uh, let's do but stat. You feel more confident with your stat? Well, I've got good ones for both. So. All right. Well, we'll we'll see on the other side of the break. The stat to blow our minds. Our player of the week is coming up. But the Dan Patrick Above the Noise segment comes up near the end of the hour. And it's sponsored by Napa Auto Parts. And, you know, they stay stocked up on the things that you need. Like uh, Plus, you can get rebates on certain things that you buy there, like a $20 rebate on the purchase of a Legend Automotive Battery or starter, or alternator. So at Napa Auto Parts, they have that Napa know-how. They've got five locations between Preston and Providence. This, keep it on the down low here, is the Dan Patrick Show. Debo Samuel, there's nobody like Debo Samuel in the NFL. You know, if I'm Seattle, I would try to create a Debo Samuel 2.0 with DK Metcalf. I would get him incorporated in the offense a little bit more, not just as somebody catching passes, but line him up in the backfield. Let him do what Debo does. Dan Patrick. The Dan Patrick Show. Weekday mornings from 7 to 10 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Jenny and I don't often get a chance to just sit and talk. She's so busy. That's what I get for having such a bright and talented daughter. But last Tuesday, she invited me out for a bite to eat at Barrel and Stave, and we talked about old times. It was great. Oh, and handcrafted cocktails and wine were great, too. Barrel and Stave, a relaxed, comfortable atmosphere, makes for the perfect place to wind down after a long day at work or connect on a nice night out. Barrel and Stave, good feelings, great food, exceptional experience. Located at 33 Federal Avenue, open Tuesday through Saturday at 4 p.m. Your local radio stations are here for you. No subscriptions or monthly fees necessary. We're here to give you the news, weather, and traffic you need and the music you love. But if the foreign-owned record labels get their way, it could stop the music. They want Congress to force radio stations to pay them more money simply to play their music. Don't let radio go silent. Text LOCAL to 52886 and tell Congress to protect local radio stations. This message furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters. You want to feel important. You want to be a part of something bigger, something that matters and can help change things. You want to feel like you belong. We know. We felt that way too. And that's why we did something about it. We aren't just Army National Guard soldiers. We are normal people just like you. And together, we can make a difference. Take on your legacy. Visit NationalGuard.com to find out more. Sponsored by the Utah Army National Guard. Aired by the Utah Broadcasters Association and this station. The Aggies, the Jazz, the High Schools, the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. By the way, not to be left out, Darwin Thompson, former Aggie running back, Currently on the Seattle Seahawks roster, over the weekend rushed three times for 15 yards. Um, did get uh, had one catch for two yards in his uh, preseason game for uh, the Seattle Seahawks. He also did uh, was involved on kick returns, one kick return for 14 yards. So. I know he's trying to find a new home. He used to be with Kansas City, but uh, trying to find a, a spot for himself too. Yeah, and in a run-heavy team like the Seahawks, and there's been some injuries. They did just draft a rookie, uh, Kenneth Walker. I only know that because I drafted Walker on my fantasy team. So <laughs> that's the only reason I know who that is. That was an affinity for the last name. Yeah, that too. <laughs> he does have a good last name. So, uh, 
He's got that going for him. Great, great legacy. <laughs> um, yeah, and, and Thomas, obviously, he made the roster cuts as well, as did Dallin Levitt, who, you know, despite being injured. Um, we kind of touched on this yesterday where it's, it seems like they're wanting to keep him around despite his injury, which seems to be a, a fairly long-term one, at least long-term this season. So we'll see if he retains those spots. They may cut him, and I think if they're on, like, an injured list, I think if you cut them – then if they clear waivers, they kind of come back to your roster in a way, like maybe to the practice squad or something. There's, there's weird things, weird language like that in these cuts where it's like, if nobody claims them on waivers, we get them back, but not the same because, you know, roster spots. Right. Lots of confusing things. Hmm. So Levitt will probably be sticking around in Green Bay whether or not he makes their 53-man roster. Gotcha. As probably will Devin Tompkins, I imagine. I think those two are, are pretty well positioned to at least be on practice squads of the worst. We'll see about Derek Wright. He he might as might do as well. And Tipa Naliai. Yeah, well Tipa Naliai I think is gonna be on the fifty three man roster. Yeah, he was I, last I, year. He's he's been a rotation guy. He's positioning himself as one of the backup linebackers. Yeah, so he's a guy that gets some play, rotates in to spell some guys, and that's kind of his role right now. So he's got a roster spot. These other guys are floating around. We'll see if they make the final 53-man roster. Um, Levitt has probably the best chance just because he's been on a 53-man roster already and has special teams value. Wright and Tompkins right now maybe practice squad guys, maybe fringe rotation guys. Um, all right, with that being said, there are some things that always happen in sports, and some of those things are kind of crazy that stand out to us. We call it the stat that blew our minds. Let's take a look at the numbers. It's the stat that blew our minds. He did what? On the full court press. Wow, that blew my mind. All right, we know the AP Top 25 poll came out this this last week. Utah State received some votes. But LSU is unranked in the AP Top 25 preseason poll for the first time since 2000. That was Nick Saban's first year there. The most consecutive seasons ranked in the preseason AP poll, including this year, Ohio State 34 straight years. Oklahoma 23, Georgia 21, Alabama 15. How many of those are active? Are those That's all active? active yeah. Oh, Jesus. That's nuts. That is crazy. That, that does kind of blow your mind, just like the fact that all these teams, a lot of it's reputation because some of those teams end up dropping out and having bad years. But they always get the benefit of the doubt. Yes, they do. And a lot of times they deserve it, especially Alabama. <laughs> uh, so the stat that blew my mind, I'm going to baseball. So the Yankees, they entered the All-Star break with the best record in Major League Baseball. They are 8-16 since the All-Star break. Yeah, they're taking a dive. So if they were to continue this, that's a 33%, 33.3 win percentage. If they continue that the rest of the year, it would be the worst record post-All-Star by a team that had the best record going into the break. So worst performance all-time, potentially, by the Yankees, at least for a team that was the best halfway through the year. That's so wild. And it's not because of Aaron Judge. The guy's playing out of his mind. He's in a contract year, and he's on on pace to at least come close to the 61 home run record uh, set by Babe Ruth. Um, and that that team is just kind of falling apart. 
Yeah, it's just crazy. But you love to see it. <laughs> Unless you're a Yankees fan. Yeah, don't tell Craig Hislop. He's our resident Yankees fan. Hey, Craig. I don't know where he is. He's probably not even in the building right now. Yeah. Not not a lot of uh, success among our baseball fandom in this building. Cubs are not doing well. Uh, the Angels, that's Al Lewis. That's his team. So not not a lot of great baseball. <laughs> no. With the, the teams that we like to follow. All right, well, coming up next hour, we'll get into a player of the week. We want to designate somebody who really stood out in their play. Uh, we'll hear from Logan Bonner, his comments after practice today. MJ Tafisi, linebacker from Utah State. Uh, and a little bit of Utah Jazz in the news. We'll update you on that. It doesn't have to deal with who's selling their home and for how much. <laughs> it's not any current player, but we'll tell you about that. Coming up next, next hour here on the Full Court Press. Stick around at 106.9 FM. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. Whenever NFL training camp comes around, it's only natural for people to get excited. Camp's a time to see new faces in town, check out the rookies, see if anybody has made significant strides in the offseason. But all of that optimism can be deceiving. Every year, we hear about training camp stars. Every year, the media has a tendency to overreact, and this year, no different. Over the last couple of weeks, we've been hearing about the second-year running back, Travis Etienne, with the Jags. Brandon Ayuk, a stud with the Niners. Fourth round wide receiver, Romeo Dubs has gained a lot of attention in Green Bay. A lot can change before the season starts though. Players get figured out, injuries happen, speed of the game slowly separates the elite. So how much would I put as far as stock into camp reports around this time of the year? Probably not much. Because when it comes to training camp and the so-called training camp darlings, feels like it's a lot of coach speak. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise 